live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain. And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini. applause oh god i live for that that's why i do this show just for that applause welcome to the top of the food chain i am your host al mancini on the vegas video network i'm al mancini wow i blew that opening there but we're on the vegas video <laughs> network i am your host al mancini looking at all this chocolate i kind of am the chocolate of the food journalism world or just of the world in general i am delicious and sweet rumor is i make the ladies a little horny and if you have too much of me at one time you will get sick to your stomach i can assure you of that Today we are going to be talking chocolate with an incredible pastry chef, Miss Amy Byro of Harris, the Flamingo, and quite a few other great resorts right here on the Las Vegas Strip. We'll be getting to that in one minute. First, I want to thank our sponsor one more time this week. We've got Bread and Butter, the incredible Bread and Butter Bakery and um, Sandwich Shop over on Eastern Avenue. Those guys are just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, the greatest dish that I had from them recently, I don't know if it's available in the store, but go and ask for it. Chris Heron will make it for you. Tell him I sent you. Um, these little pretzel sticks that he had at a pop-up dinner recently. Great little pretzel sticks served as the bread course, and they were with a grain mustard mascarpone that was a dipping sauce, and it was just absolutely unreal. Chris, I'm sorry if you don't want to put that on your menu, but um, you're going to have to now, brother. Those were just too good for me not to spread the news. Um, okay, we're going to be back with Amy in a second, but before we get into the main show, I want to chat with you a little bit. You know, I, I woke up early today, if you notice the bloodshot eyes, I don't know if it's the allergies or the fact that I was up before noon today, but I did the Fox 5 more show, and um, myself and John Curtis tasting some hamburgers. They're doing a little burger wars over there, and I have to tell you, the one thing that really, um, really impressed me, they've had these eight burger wars, and they're going down um, from eight, they had the final two today, it was Steiner's Pub, and um, Great Links. I had never heard of Great Links before. And they made what I consider, you know, the better of the two burgers, although Steiner's did a great job. But what's amazing to me right now is the fact that I constantly go to these gourmet burger joints. They have them everywhere. My good friend Kerry Simon's Gourmet Burger. They got Burger Brasserie, um, you know, in the Paris, which is great. Um, Hubert Keller started it all with burger bars. I'm always telling people to go to these on the strip, great gourmet burger joints, and there are just so many cool places out there in the suburbs. It was just a little reminder to me today. Um, I just want to, again, tell everybody, get your butts off the strip from time to time. There's great stuff out there. You know, my book, Eating Las Vegas, The 30 Essential Restaurants, um, 50, you, excuse me, 30% of them, 15, which is 30%, that's why I had 30 on my mind, are off-strip restaurants, and there's a lot of great stuff. If you want a good burger, I seriously go to those great places on the strip, but Go over to the Fox 5 website, check out these little off-strip places that are doing incredible work. I just, I, I don't know, I feel the need to plug getting off the strip once in a while, getting into the neighborhood, supporting the small businesses. Anyway, that's my um, public service. You can thank me, Small Business Chamber of Commerce, by sending me free gift certificates to things. I will be back talking, uh, this is going to be a great show. We're talking about what it's like to be a casino pastry chef. And, I mean, if you, if you saw when they came in, all this incredible chocolate sitting here in front of me. These guys do just such great work. We're going to talk chocolates. Most importantly, we're going to talk cakes, like these bizarre cakes that they do. I will be right back talking about that. Get in the chat room. We'll be talking about it.
Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. And you're back on top of the food chain on the Vegas Video Network. I'm your host, Al Mancini, and um, hopefully you guys are watching live right now. That's the greatest thing about being here on the Vegas Video Network. This is going out live, and you can hop in the chat room. If you have ever wondered what went on in a pastry shop at a major casino or how they turn cake into artwork, now's your time. Get in the chat room and get your questions in. If you have questions for future shows, you can email them. That's food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You can watch us all over the place. We're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, of course, VegasVideoNetwork.com, all the shows, Roku. And if you want to leave a voice message, and no one has done this for me yet, um, right over there on the screen, if you go to the right-hand side, you just click that little thing, you record. You're going to need a microphone, apparently, but I assume most modern people have one of those. At least if you have a fancy computer, you probably have a microphone. So there you go. That's how to get in touch with us. Right now, enough of my ugly mug. Let's talk to the lovely... Amy Byro, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for being here, man. We've had so much fun working to together the last month. Absolutely. It does sneak up on you. You're right. It that does. that it Bud does. Light Platinum. I was like, we're not going to drink a lot on this <laughs> show. We're just going to have a little beer. But it does. It, it does. It sneaks up on you right when you're not looking. Makes me tongue-tied. <laughs> or perhaps that's just your loveliness. Oh, you're sweet. So you're executive pastry chef at Harris Flamingo. I guess a couple yes. other properties there. Absolutely. And you're, so you're in charge of doing everything over there. I'm in charge of that side of the strip and what we do, three major casinos and two of the smaller ones, all the restaurants, banquets, catering, all, everything that goes with it. And we've had a lot of fun this past month. Um, yes. You know, great project. I know I spoke to people about this before, but I put some um, pastry chefs together with First Friday artists. Mm -hmm. And your job was to interpret the visions of the artists. Yes. It's, this is all going to be in a Luxury Las Vegas article that will come out in June. There are a couple snapshots right now on my website, which is almancini.net. Mm -hmm. But I want to show you sort of putting together this amazing cake. And this is, here, here you are at work with, with basic chocolate cake. And there you are with right. rice paper and sugar. Yes. Spun sugar, blown sugar, what kind of sugar is that? We do, it's actually, a, it's actually baked. It's like a baked isomalt sugar that turns into little bubbles. Okay, and then at the end, this is, what we, this is where it ended up. I mean, this was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You were charged with interpreting um, from Andriana Donahue, who was the artist. And she wanted something that would sort of look like the Stargate scene from 2001. Yes. And she was very focused on the colors and just the brightness of the entire cake. So. And she, of course, does paper cutouts as her sculpture. Yes. And that's where you got those ideas. And she cut out a lot of that rice paper. Yes. Fun project. It was a lot of fun. She's incredibly talented. She has patience like I've never seen anyone have before. Very um, delicate paperwork, just time-consuming. I, I don't think I'm necessarily built for that kind of very tiny, tiny work, but it was a lot of, it was beautiful to see. Yeah, I mean, and we'll have pictures in the magazine when it comes out of her just airbrushing those things just yeah. a little bit at a time and yes. all that to make those beautiful colors. Very meticulous, and it, I thought it turned out beautifully. Her work is incredible. Well, thanks so much for participating. Well, I mean, it was, it was really a blast. Yeah, I mean, it was a good time. I figure you usually get like either corporate sponsors, who I'm sure you love. 
but sure. you know they're saying recreate our logo or you right. get you know brides that want something romantic that they saw in a bridal magazine yes working with an artist had to have been a lot different that was so much fun because it allowed to the trend of the artist what they love to do their passion they really were passionate about what they did and it was their work so you weren't just recreating a picture that a bride gave you you really wanted to respect them and honor them and really fulfill their vision and do what they do so it's not it's not just oh here's the picture and you know make it happen it was it was very it, it gave me a few little nerves, honestly, because I didn't want to let her down. <laughs> I, I really didn't. I didn't want her to be disappointed. Well, she was not disappointed. Oh, good. And all three teams. I mean, I had to give you know props to the guys over at Luxor and Excalibur, who were a team that did a great work under Chef Derek over there. Absolutely. And um, Chef Jim over at the Paris mm -hmm. did an amazing job as well. Again, all of that you can see on my website, and you can see, we'll see it in the upcoming Luxor. Yeah, I'm very excited. But let's talk about what it's like to run a pastry kitchen. You know, I don't think a lot of people really understood until maybe when Just Desserts, Top Chef Just Desserts right. came on. I don't think a lot of people realize how different pastry chefs are from savory chefs in a lot of ways. Sure, and just the, not just that, but the sheer volume of work that we put out. The amount of food, the amount of people we serve, you know, the 24-hour kitchens, it's just nonstop. And we, we really try to make everyone happy, give everybody a little bit of something that they like. Yeah, for that little block of East Flamingo, which kind of starts at, um, I guess at Bill's now? Do you guys own Bill's? Starts at Bill's, yeah. Starts at Bill's and it goes all the way down to... Harris. Ha Harris, right. Mm -hmm. So for that little block there, I know you do have, I guess, two teams that are in there, but yes. how much do you, for the ones that you're in charge of, how many people do you have working there and how many hours a day do they work and what do you put out? We have uh, about 46 people total um, in plus me, and I have three assistants, of two at the Flamingo and one at Harris. And we work 24 hours a day. Typically, they work eight-hour shifts, the staff does. And we, we're nonstop. There's somebody there all day long, every day. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's crazy. I mean, one of the things you told me that I thought was really funny is, because I was there the night before we displayed this at First mm -hmm. Friday, and you had a great oval cake, and it, it was very beautiful, and you were going to start putting the things on it. Yes. And then I saw you, I don't know, 24 hours later, and yes. you now had this square cake with four tiers, which looks like something that anybody else would think would take a lifetime to make. And you had just thought, it, how'd that happen? Well, I actually had a dream that I was at First Friday setting up the cake, and the cake that we made wasn't the cake that I was setting up. And I thought, well, this isn't right. So I decided to make the cake that I dreamt about, and we came in in the morning and just started on it, and everything worked out great. And you, so you, you can just knock out those kind of crazy four-tier cakes like at the drop of a hat? Well, it's, it's easy because we're usually prepared. We, sometimes we have brides come in and want three-tier cakes. That day they're getting married kind of on the fly. We just flew to Vegas. Can you make us a cake? Absolutely, I can do anything. So as far as that's concerned, just let us know. We'll take care of it. How many people are served? Because again, it, these, these pastry kitchens slash bakeries, you're doing all the breads and everything down there too, right? Yes. Or are, you, are they separate operations? We do some of the bread, and then the rest of it is done by um, Chef Alex. He does our citywide bread production at Paris Valley's. Alex is an amazing, talented guy, um, one of the best artisan bread bakers in the world. But so you're putting out for, you know, how, I don't know, a couple dozen restaurants, and you're putting out every sure. dessert. I mean, I know certain dessert chefs within that, but everything you get on the buffet is coming out of your, all those great desserts on the buffets, yes. those are all coming out of there. These wedding cakes, I mean, you're doing just so much. We, it's a, it's a balancing act a lot of the time. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of 
communication, making sure everything's done, done correctly, all the T's are crossed, I's are dotted, um, check, double check, that type of thing. But we, uh, we, we have people that work in the restaurants, but we produce the product and they do the plating. So there's a lot of extra attention to detail and what's going in. And I mean, that really means a lot to us that we're putting out a good product for the people that come. Do you follow trends? Are there times when you know, chocolate is, I mean, of course, everyone's always going to want, certain people are going to want sure. chocolate, but, you know, is it like, oh, now everybody's asking for fruity desserts or everybody's asking for chocolates? Do you see those go in waves? It, it goes up and down, but mostly what we try to do is we try to grab the best seasonal flavors that we can because that's going to produce the best product. So if it's, you know, spring, summer fruits, stone fruits in the fall, whatever we can do to really capture that best flavor of that time of year and then translate that to the guests, you know, in fall, guests want to eat nuts, they want to eat pumpkin, they want to eat squashes, different things like that. So we try, to, we try to give them what they want, but obviously with the best time frame, and we're very mindful about that. Do you always have a sweet tooth? Yes. Do you still? Yes. Because I walk yes. through some of those, yes. I mean, it's heaven to walk into your kitchen yes. sometime, and you just, all you smell are these incredible sweets, mm -hmm. and I mean, all, the, all three of the hotels I worked with, it's nuts. I mean, because I just love it, and I go home, you know, well, I just steal things off the tray sometimes. No, if you okay. noticed any inventory missing, that <laughs> would be right. why if you, my wife noticed I gained <laughs> a little weight. Over. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't get sick of that wonderful no. sweet, sw sweet smell. There no, you go. I love I'm it. You, I, it sneaks up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, uh, I love pastry. I love chocolate. Um, my staff is always putting things on my desk for me to eat or try, and I wish that I'd could say no, but I never can. And we make a lot of, we try a lot of new things and do stuff, but I'm, I'm always intrigued by dessert. Every time I go to a restaurant, uh, I order dessert every time. And I just, because I want to support, you know, all the other pastry chefs out there. So I, I'm always, I'm never far from, from something sweet. Well, I want to talk about cakes because that's what we had fun doing. Yes. Um, first, if we could just run through some pictures. You brought just a few. I mean, your portfolio has dozens, if not hundreds, of oh, these sure. kind of creations. But, Jacob, if you could just throw a few of these up there, I mean, and just sort of run through them. This is a cake that we did for um, one of our executives. It's actually a recreation of a guitar that John Lennon um, had, and his son was just in love with John Lennon. So we recreated that for him. My assistant, Rocky Fernandez, and I worked on that. And um, he was thrilled. I, I hear that he may or may not have cried a tear, which yeah. is tough for an adolescent boy. But he was very excited. This, is a ch this piece is actually all chocolate and passage. That it, looks like a showpiece. Yes. You know. It was for an event. I believe that was for, um, it was for a, the, the theme was just kind of peace. So we went with the doves and just some bright colors and had it out on the buffet line for people to enjoy. This cake was for one of my favorite people in the world, Don Marandino. He, it was his birthday, and he was from back east, so we did kind of a Philly theme with the Eagles and the Phillies. And He's back east again, right? He is. is. He still in Atlantic He's still City? in Atlantic City. We he used to get mad. I used to always, when he was at the Hard Rock, I'd always be leaning up against his Jaguar when he came out. <laughs> I'm sure he, <laughs> he, he, I'm he didn't sure he like loved that. that. <laughs> yeah, he, he never lets me live no. that down. He, uh, he, it was always fun to make those types of cakes, and it's always fun to do the, those types of cakes because it's always a challenge. Because when you do them, if you, when you get to know people, okay, well, I did that cake. Now I've got to do something else. I've got to do something else. I'm, and I have to top it every time. Right. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm doing an Aerosmith cake tomorrow. For, a, for somebody in Aerosmith? Um, not for someone in Aerosmith, but uh, 
one of our good friends, uh, he actually had Steven Tyler propose to his wife for him because she was so in love with Steven Tyler. You better be worried Steven Tyler's not going to take it any no, further than no, that. No, 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 <laughs> no. Steven's going to be knocking on the door, no. uh, hello, honeymoon. <laughs> but there, um, he, she was just so in love with Aerosmith, and so we're kind of doing that theme for her birthday gonna tomorrow. Be the wings? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. How many of these, okay, I don't want to say crazy, but, you know, the the multi-tiered, the things that would qualify either as a, a show piece or as a special occasion mm -hmm. piece or as a wedding cake. Sure. How many of those do you put out in a week or a month? We probably do five to seven of those types of cakes a week because Wait. we have the two, we have a wedding chapel at Flamingo where you can get married and there's some beautiful places at the Flamingo to get married. And then we have a wedding chapel at the Imperial Palace as well. And then we do have quite a few weddings at Harrah's and we try to kind of top ourselves every time. So between the, the three major properties, we stay pretty busy. And right now it's wedding season. I know next weekend I've got, on Saturday, we're, we're doing eight different wedding cakes at Flamingo. Wow. So, so um, price range of these things that we see, and not just the ones we've seen, but from the, mm -hmm. from the most simple, I would like a really nice but thought out cake, you know, maybe a little customized, right. to the craziest cake that you guys have done. What are we talking in the range? Um, you can, we've done everything from something around... $5 a person up to, I mean, we've gone as high as maybe $20 a person, depending on what we're doing. But, I mean, everything from you know, where you're getting into the five, $6,000 range when you're doing multiple tiers and you've got things like that. Um, we've generally in Las Vegas, it's a destination wedding type place. So the cakes usually don't go larger than four or five tiers because people just don't bring that many people with them to right. get married. In so. your entire career, what's the craziest cake you've ever done? Oh, God, we've done some, some crazy stuff. All the recreations, we've done giant teddy bears as big as myself and maybe even as big as my assistant, and, which he's a very large guy. And uh, just the recreations, the, uh, the stuff that you have to actually build the foundations for, that's very exciting. Um, but we covered a cake in 14 karat gold one time at the request of a guest, and they, that was... It took forever, but it was beautiful. It was incredible. They just bring you in a brick of gold, and you're going to melt it they, down? They brought us actually just uh, package after package of gold leaf, and we just would rub it on and it little bit by little bit, and it took a couple of days. <laughs> I want to talk about the, the processes that you use, because, I mean, there are a couple of things, and you mentioned pastiache. You know, I took mm -hmm. some notes, things I wanted to talk about. You know, as I'm watching all these chefs work, you know, I... I, I figure frosting, you know, we, I don't know. Right. That's what I had when I was a kid. We mm -hmm. Just put it on the cake and that was it. But right. you guys have frosting and pastiache and fondant oh, and yes. chocolate and sugar. Mm -hmm. Could you explain a couple of those terms and what they are? Well, chocolate is your basic chocolate. Pastiage is basically a powdered sugar, gelatin, and a little bit of color depending on what you're going to do and it gets hard. So all the hard sugar flowers that you see, we've got a couple of them out here. Those are made out of a pastiage yeah, type material. Yeah, I mean, material. these flowers are made. I, don't, I think a lot of times when people see it, I mean, we're talking right there. That's mm -hmm. sugar, right? And then even mm -hmm. that one right up there. That one is actually pastiage, okay, the pastiage. one in the front. Okay. And then the one, the red one here in, on the other side, that one's actually chocolate. Oh, so, okay, sorry. No, so it's just the difference. I can't tell. Where they things... don't just, most of it looks like it's plastic to me. And I think, sure. no, don't a lot of people think that? I mean, they don't know how much of these cakes are edible. They, they really don't. And a lot of the things you see on TV nowadays, it kind of gets away from it because you see people building things and it's like, well, this is edible, but this part isn't. And this, we try to make as much on our cakes edible as we possibly can. And everything on that cake that we showed earlier 
including yes. all of those things going off the edge, which include it. That's some of this right yes. here is sort of what you used, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, if you want to hold that up for people and sure. explain what it is, that this would be is great. actually isomalt sugar that's baked in between two silicone mats. And once it melts, it just kind of turns into this lovely lace. We add color to it. And, uh, you had the color before you create it? We after? actually, we coat the little isomalt grains in the color, and then the color just kind of melts, so you get all these crazy little patterns all around. So it's not just one homogenized color, so it gives it a little character. Sugar, let's start with sugar. How many different forms can you, I mean, because you hear blown sugar, spun sugar. I mean, can you explain just how versatile sugar is? You can pretty much do anything with sugar. You can, once it's boiled and put into a brick or a working piece of chocolate, you can, you know, use different things like these sugar pumps to blow air into them. Yeah, that looks like, I thought you were going to take my blood pressure. No, which, this is, this I mean, is yeah, actually, this is like, you know, seriously, it's either that or I don't know what I was going to do with it. Or, I'm not even going to say what else it looks like it could possibly be. I'm well, going to stick with blood know. pressure. But yeah, so you pump the... You actually, you take the sugar in, in the, when it's warm and you will put it on the end and then you pump the air into it and then you shape it into whatever you're doing. And then this is just how you get the air inside. And some of the pumps, some of these are metal and they stay hotter so you can work with the sugar longer. You have double pumps where you might have another pump here. I mean, it's just, it's very versatile. You can make anything, whether you're blowing a swan or just making blown sugar, you know, anything. You could so, make anything, people. All you, you really got to do is get, just get one of these get little pumps. Get one of these pumps. And some sugar, and there yeah. you go. You got a couple, swan. Yeah, a couple classes from Awald Nodder, and there you go. <laughs> how long does it take to be able to, to sculpt sugar? I mean, how much training goes into that? Sugar's pretty tricky. I've been working with sugar a long time. I was very fortunate to work with people like... Randy Sebastian and, and even Jim McNamara is a former um, former boss of mine, where they every they kind of teach you the tricks of the trade. And as long as you're willing to put the time in and pay your dues, they're willing to teach you. So everyone that you work for kind of culminates into who you become or what style you have, if you will. And people can tell by looking at you, oh, you work for this person or you work for that person. Or, and it's all, honestly, it's kind of a badge of honors. You say, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, thanks. I mean, obviously, it's very much like the general chef world. I mean, you know, it's so much of a community where everybody sure. teaches everyone. And I've worked with chefs, probably yourself included, but all three of the chefs that I worked with on this project, where even the executive pastry chef would sit there and say, well, I have a guy who's the guy I go to for that. Like, you know, he's right. my sugar guy or he's sure. my this guy, you know, like, because not everyone can be an expert at all of this. I right. It's, it's tough in the casinos, too, because we're so pressed for time and we do do such a high volume that you do have people, like, for me, I work with, you met my assistant, Rocky. He is an amazing cake person, and he and I work very, very well together. So it's always nice to have someone that does a little bit of everything with you. One and of then, these monster cakes, how many people works on it? Pro, well, it's usually a kind of a group effort. We'll probably have three, three people total. You've got the, the person that actually bakes the cake. And then Rocky will usually block the big cakes. And then I'll come in and Rocky and I will decorate and finish whatever it is that we're doing. And how many days? Um, three to five, depending on the, the total size of what we're trying to do. So and it depends on if there's hand painting or if there's anything that has to be applique or 
piped and dried ahead of time or those types of things. Now you have so much chocolate up here. I mean, you know, you have the basic forms of where it starts. And, you know, these are just kind of these little pellets. Right. Is this, is this I'm sorry for ruining your beautiful display, but it's is this fine. what people start with? I mean, you come up with these pellets this and that's, is the, that's the beginning? This is how it comes to us in the casinos in the coverture. We buy cases and cases of this. And then we have tempering machines that we put the product into and we bring the chocolate to temperature so it's workable so it doesn't bloom or so it does get hard and you can kind of mold or make anything but this is how we get it in bulk okay. in these little pellets. Now if we can take like let's just look at the casino chip up there I mean we don't need a close-up on it but if we could just take that general shot you see there's like a little I'll just grab the thing um, you know we've got a little hundred dollar casino chip here mm -hmm. which which camera there we go and you know it seems fairly simple but to think that you're starting with that chocolate what, what's the process just to make something this I don't want to say simple, but you know, basic. Can I eat this? Sure. Okay. It's uh, you, the chocolate gets tempered. You have a silk screen that, or a uh, that you pour the chocolate onto. They're cut out, and that's pretty much it. It's like a three-step process on those. Okay. And these are chocolate molds you have right up here. These. This is a chocolate mold. Most of what we do are in silicone. So we've got. This is actually a little cocoa pod. Show that to the. And. Everything is kind of, these silicone molds are fantastic because everything pops out clean. It's really nice. You can do sugar or chocolate in these, and they, they come out very nice. This is just another silicone mold, like if you're going to make chocolate or sugar leaves, press right. the, the things in there that go on there. So how much, uh, it seems like there's almost nothing that you can do at home. You know, uh, <laughs> well, it depends. It it depends on the kind of setup. If you buy a chocolate that's not a coverture, like if you were at home and you went and you bought a chocolate that's known as coating, which you can get at any arts and crafts store. You see it. You make a lot of the um, the different candies and things, if you will. Most people know it comes in little pellets like this, but you don't have to temper it. You just melt it in the microwave. You can pretty much do anything you want. You could pour it into this mold and have. Whatever Can you, you want. Get these molds because, like, um, mm -hmm. I have a copy of Megan Romano, a great pastry chef, yep. of her book, and a great cookbook, and I highly recommend it to people. But what scared the hell out of me was the first chapter or so on all the all the crap you have to buy in order to work in pastry. Well, the best part about it is once you have it, you have it. It's forever. It's not going anywhere. These molds last. They'll last you a lifetime. The best thing is about the internet. You can buy anything on the internet. Right. Anything you could possibly need. And there's a great company here in Las Vegas called Chef Rubber that sells everything. Yeah, and you've got, I mean, a bunch of their products here. Mm -hmm. I mean, all sorts of We've got, of like, their cocoa butters and things like that, and their luster dusters. But they also make molds. And this is molds. kind of a colored, like, gold dust that you have. Mm -hmm. I think you gave a little bit of that to Andriana to yes. work with. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not really, you know, you know what, I'll make a mess if I get into that. <laughs> but, yeah, all these... Okay, if somebody wanted to play around, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I can recommend a thousand beginner cookbooks and, you know, a thousand beginner recipes that my chefs have told me. Right. But pastry still scares the hell out of me. It's much oh. more of a science. It's very specific. Right. I mean, you're, you know, if you watch TV during a, a savory chef show, they'll like go, oh, about two tablespoons of this and right. I'll throw it in. Like when you're doing pastry, you're measuring, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because changing it just a tiny little bit will just destroy everything you're doing in pastry. Exactly. So, A, you can't be doing that. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 please. No, no, You'll no. blow up your house. It'll be ugly. <laughs> no. Um, what would you recommend? If somebody wanted to get started, of course they're not going to be able to do these great things, but even making, you know, something as just wonderful as the sugar mm -hmm. or just something really cool that they could do to just spice something up at their dessert table, what would you recommend starting with? A lot of the, I would recommend going with chocolate first, not sugar, 
Sugar's a lot more temperamental. And it works well in Las Vegas because of the dry climate, but chocolate's going to kind of get you the wow factor, and it's forgiving. If you mess it up, you can Sorry. melt it again, <laughs> and you're good. You it's can't like, remelt the sugar? You can, but the more that you work with it, the more temperamental it gets, and the more that it will recrystallize. You always want to do something on your first pour. You always want, you don't want to rework it because it works air into it, and then you can't really use it. But you can go through the different cookbooks. There's a lot of, uh, that are just basic. If you look at, um, oh my God, any of the, for lack of a better kind of thing, the Williams-Sonoma series on pastries, mm -hmm. where you might have just a tart book or this or that. It's a great place to start, especially because everything is there. It's very one, two, three and you can really become a great baker. What's the entry level cost to get the basic tools that you need? Well, probably under $50. Really? Yeah. I mean, a good set of knives is gonna cost you several hundred Well, that's the great thing about pastry, you don't really need a good set of knives. Right, no, I'm saying, need, so that does make it seem like it's a lower right. entry point. You just need some good uh, baking sheets, things like that, that you can usually find on sale. Silicone mats you can always find on sale, especially here in town, a lot of places, or even on the internet. Honestly, their stuff gets blown out, and you can get that stuff really, really cheap. These things are so delicate. And, you know, I mean, you watch the, the competition shows where they mm. try to move them. I mean, you know, part of the yeah. deal is being able to move them. And, you know, when you came down to First Friday, of course, you started with your cake, which you brought right. complete, but then you added all of that stuff. Yes. How many times do you break a really cool $5,000 cake? Not very often. No. It doesn't really... It, it, it doesn't really happen that often. We're very, we take a lot of precautions. We, we travel very well with whatever we're doing. We set them up on site. We're, because we don't have the luxury of another three days to get something done. Right. It's a one-shot deal. You've got to get it done. It's got to be done right. You've got to make the bride happy. Did you ever get someplace and realize that you couldn't get it through the door? You forgot to take you the know, measurements? It, that was one of the reasons the first cake we did. We didn't do four tiers because we did measure. But yes, we have had an issue where we actually had to take the door off the frame because, <laughs> it, it, because the marble that we had the cake on was too wide to fit through. So we just took the door off, wheeled the cake in, door back on. No harm, no foul. Well, I want to flip through. We're almost out of time. Can we flip through, Jacob, a couple more of those um, photos? Just because that's what people really want to see. I mean, they'd love to hear you talk, and sure. but they don't want to listen to me. They want to see these cool, I mean, God, this is just amazing. This is just a little Halloween scene um, that we did on a, on a high roller slot tournament. We had these all over the buffet tables. It's like a little spooky castle. And the, the, it was fun because the players, they would take, we let them take the towers and stuff with them. So they're really excited. They cool. broke them up and took them with them. So this is a typical kind of dessert buffet setup that we'll do at Harrah's. We've got a straw, chocolate strawberry tree in the back that we've kind of turned into its own showpiece and then just made the big display with all the French pastries and things. And that's the, a little different angle on that. All right. Um, well, these are just absolutely amazing. Thank I mean, you. I highly recommend people go and, you know, if you're, if you're in Las Vegas, so many great pastry chefs, to be honest. Oh, but my. Oh, so many. Great work at Harris. I She's Thank done you. incredible work. I've watched her interpret an artist's work before my eyes. Very Thank patient you. and very cooperative. You know, you're not oh, one of sure. these chefs. You know, a lot of times the French chefs are like, I will do it my way, and that's it. Right. You, know? you guys really work with people, and it's yes. just so much fun to watch you work. I, I hope you'll be you. able to come back, and we'll talk about other aspects of dessert I and pastry. I would love to. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for um, having Again, me. if you're in Las Vegas, Harris, you can go check out Amy's work. Just go to the buffet or at the Flamingo, and sure. you'll see the stuff there. Or 
commissioner to make you a $20,000 masterpiece. I, I would love that. How much? <laughs> people almost think that the cake is an afterthought, but you spend a lot of time worrying about making sure that the cake is actually delicious, not just beautiful, yes, right? Yes, that is my main concern. There's nothing more disappointing than going to a wedding, cutting into the cake, waiting, anticipating that piece of cake, because of course I do love sweets, and you get it and it's terrible, so. or it's dry, or something like that. It's just so disappointing. I didn't get to eat your cake because a bunch of people started going into it head first the other day. <laughs> that was, I've got pictures of that I that love I'm that. trying to post <laughs> soon. But anyway, thanks so much for coming. Thank it's great you. having you. Next week, make sure you tune in. We're going to have the return, the triumphant return of our friend Vic Vegas. He's got a new project that he's working on. He's going to give us the info right here first. We also have Sheridan Sue, who I've, you know, we've just been talking about Sheridan. I don't know if you know him at Great Bow. No, really I don't. cool, a tiny little four-seater in the middle of a hair salon. This is a world-class oh, chef oh. that opened this tiny little place. We're going to have Sheridan here after so many months of nice. talking about him. Um, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Al Mancini Vegas. You can find me on Facebook. Buy a copy of my book, Eating Las Vegas, The 50 Essential Restaurants. <laughs> there you go, because um, I do need a paycheck, and it is royalty time. <laughs> so, okay, thanks a lot. Come back. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. We will see you next week.